Summer is just about here, which means it's time to start barbecuing again. Whether you're going to the beach or having a small cookout in your yard, Charbroil has a grill to fit your needs. If you use our link, you can get a Charbroil one-burner portable grill for just over $100, and it's perfect for wherever you need to cook. It's convenient and portable, and works just as well in the backyard as it does on the go. Just go to multipleworldproductions.com sponsors, and use our link to shop all the great products Charbroil has to offer. Not grumpy. Welcome to Exploring Hyperspace Lands. I'm Adam. And I'm Josie. I'm not grumpy. I'm just tired. It's been a very oh. long week. I'm sorry. I got a million things going on on top of work. And then it's like, uh, have you, um, you know what Steam Next Fest is, right? No. Basically, if you log on to Steam, it's on there on the homepage. It's, they put a okay. bunch of demos for new games. Um, so I've been working my way through that to do coverage oh. of games. Um, okay. And then writing about the games, doing podcasts about the games. It's been busy. Um, That's good though, right? Yeah. Um, I played. Uh, you have you seen My Little Universe? It's a it's a mobile phone game. Yes, actually. That's coming to Steam. Oh. Okay. Um, that was the first one I played. Um, Cute. So I'm going to try Lies of P tonight. Um, nice. And hopefully not throw my controller through my laptop screen. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, it's a, it's a Souls-like, so hmm. let's see if my... I, I hate not, those games. I don't like those games either. I, I don't like to feel punished in my yeah. gameplay. Yeah. Um. So. Speaking of which, I am absolutely adoring the Zelda game. Yes. Um, um. I have I have gone and gotten all the special horses. I have not. I yes. keep just wandering around aimlessly. I had not even done so. Like I went after all the special horses before I even started the main quest. Yeah, I haven't. I've gotten to the point where there are four lights on the screen, and so you go to these four dots, and I'm like, that's okay. Someone yeah, I didn't do, do that. that. And I yeah. did. Um, I just started those. I am on I only have the fourth one left, which is the water thing. Um, and I'm I'm gonna go do that one last. And then um but I, I went and I got all the cool horses first. I don't know if you know this, but can, do you want a spoiler? Sure. Okay. Um I will I just felt so it was such a really cool moment that you just don't get in games anymore because of media and like um because like when if you're interested in a game usually these kinds of things get spoiled and stuff but somehow i managed to not have this be spoiled for me so it was awesome how this had happened so organically that i discovered that um the dogs you can befriend them and they will show you cool things yes you knew that yes I didn't know that. So <laughs> the way that I'd organically found it is um so like my uh a my my controller has like a the it wanders. Mm -hmm. Oh you have the Joy-Con drift? Yes, yeah. And I want, want to get a new one, but they're 80 bucks and um fuck that. And um yeah. 
So I I I had the Joy-Con drift and I was trying to put food into the pot to make the food out in front of a stable and um it drifted just before I hit yes, I want to drop put it in the pot to cook it. Mm-hmm. And I threw it all on the ground, but it happened to throw the the the, the apples and stuff on the ground in front of the dog. And, and then the dog, the dog like, Hello. Yeah, and then the dog did heart things and I was like like the horses do and I was like oh, I'm gonna give you more food like I can be you can I can can I tame him like what what, what does this do what does this do and like so he ate like three more apples and then just ran off so mm. I followed him <laughs> and it was cool yeah I guess I I've been I I have not progressed the main plot I'm just wandering around exploring the map looking at all the cool things trying yeah. to get my health up um and I think that like what you were saying with the you know finding things organically like with me it's like I was thinking about this before the game came out where it's like we don't have gameplay experiences like we did when we were kids where like it a was... game would come out and you would hear from people like oh look you can do this cool thing oh look you can do this oh you can do this and this oh you can do this in the game we don't really or get you that were anymore. the first or the or you were the first one to figure out that you right. could do it and stuff and then you'd go tell your friends and stuff this this was that moment for me that i'd not had since i was a kid where yeah. i was like oh my god like i just i just i just stumbled into this because i have joy con drift like i never would have done that before well there's and, the same thing uh, of like for me i haven't had that since like pokemon like back when like pokemon ruby and sapphire back oh okay 20 years ago where it's like i had a a um uh an action replay so i was able to mm-hmm. get to all the hidden areas that you can only go to if you went to a fence in japan so oh, i was okay. like oh you know there's a way to get the other of the latios too if you get this ticket and you can get it with this thing mm-hmm. and it's like you know you don't really have that anymore because it's like now with the internet everything just spoiled immediately as soon as the game comes right. out it's like right. the, the second the game is out it's, it's immediately data mined and put all online but the the beauty of how they made Breath uh, Tears of the Kingdom is that it's not about what's in the game, but about what you can do with the game. Yeah. And it's like that's why you're seeing like people build like, these there's... fucking ridiculous builds. And every section, I love that every section of the map you can do something, whether that be like harvesting from things around you, or. Mm-hmm. Um, finding some cool little hidden thing and the fact that the map is so freaking ginormous and that's just one level of the map then yeah. you have like the same ginormous map in the sky and then you have it in the underworld and like yeah. it's very cool like, that's I'm, what I'm looking forward to with really Spider-Man, enjoying yeah. my gameplay my gameplay with this like with spider-man i'm very much looking forward to that as well because it's like the first game is just manhattan you can explore basically mm-hmm. just manhattan the new game also has Brooklyn and Queens, so it's essentially twice the size of the map, just in terms of that. Um, mm. And it's like, how is this going to work better? We'll find out. I mean, huh. parts of Queens are pretty low rise. I don't know how well swinging is going to work there. We'll find out though. Um, hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm very interested in that too. But it's like, I, I've I've been loving Tears of the Kingdom, but I eventually I've gone back to, I went back to Pokemon Violet after a certain point. Because hmm. I'm I'm back to shiny hunting and trying to complete the Pokédex, which I still haven't done. Um, hmm. but I've been busy with other games, so I've gotten away from that too. Um, so we have we do have Star Wars news. Okay. Um. So did you see the gameplay trailer from no. the Ubisoft Connect last week? 
where no. they they showed off a new game for Star Wars called Star Wars Outlaws. No. Um, it is a bounty hunter game. You play as a bounty hunter. I love that the bounty hunter games. It, oh, is it going to be like the old bounty hunter game? No, this is open world. You can go wherever you want. Is it going to have all the cool gear? I would assume so. The gameplay was just showing off how it plays in one level um, or during one mission. It's going to be open world bounty hunter? Yeah, you can you can fly to different planets. There's space battles. There are... Hmm. Um, this know. sounds like the, a game that could be created semi-easily and be copped out. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? My concern is it's Ubisoft, and Ubisoft open world games tend to feel very empty. Oh, okay. Like, uh, do you ever play Saints Row? No. Or Saints Row 4? No. Saints Row 4 is a huge open world, and there are a lot of minigames, but they're all very repetitive. You're doing the yeah, same thing Yeah, that's over what and I'm kind again. of thinking that this would be, because, I mean, that's pretty much what Bounty Hunter, Hunter jobs are would be anyways right. is okay now i go to this planet and now i track down this guy and now i grab this guy and now i put him in my truck and now we leave and then like to what to, like my question is how open is the open world going to be because when i hear open well world... i would assume like the the like the universe the star wars universe yeah, but it's like, okay, so we you can go to Tatooine in the game, you can go to Kijimi in the game, those are two that we, we know for certain. But like, you go to Tatooine, can I just go and wander the desert like I'm fucking Paul Atreides and, and just like not do anything besides wander you the could, desert? You could, but it it would probably be very boring. Or like, or is it like you go and it's like, go here to go to the Dune Sea, and then you go to the Dune Sea. And, and like, how there. small is that planet going to be? Right. Like, because mm. keep in mind, I mean, the next gen consoles are relatively powerful, but I don't know how well it'll run having to keep the planet. And, like, will things you do carry over if you leave the planet and come back? Because that's an easy way to wipe local system memory is to be like, okay, you're right. leaving the planet, it's going to reset. Um, and then it's like, look, if they have a ton of worlds in here, like, I'll play it because it sounds to me, the way they describe it, it sounds like No Man's Sky, but Star Wars. And I'm like, I'm, I, I love No Man's Sky. Do um, you what's that other game that's coming out that um Starfield is like yeah Starfield See? so like I feel like that's hard to compete with the Starfield game coming out and then a Star Wars Starfield or Star Wars I would one like for me I've already put so much time into No Man's Sky that that's gonna you like No Man's Sky well here's much? the thing here's the thing launch okay. No Man's Sky was not great. At launch, the game. I was know not that great. it's gotten better. I just, I don't know. I think it's it, still kind of boring. It's improved enough where it's still entertaining enough to play. Like, so I think that, like, you know, if I have No Man's Sky, I don't really have a use case for the 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 Starfield game. I don't have a a point in Starfield where I'm like, I'm gonna get this instead, partially because it's like. The idea of taking No Man's Sky and then throwing in combat from like Fallout and um and and all of that, it doesn't really appeal to me. Cause if I want to mm-hmm. play No Man's Sky, I'll play No Man's Sky. If I want to play Fallout, I'll play I'll play Fallout. And blending mm-hmm. the two is is two different genres I don't quite want to mix. I mean I'm gonna play it anyway to do a review because it's on Game Pass. Well I like but I like see, I think it'll be good because I mean what Bethesda does really well is create those 
create those worlds where there are all those side quests that are more interesting than the main story and stuff and and in an exploring world in a in a like a in an exploring like infinite universe sort of situation that's what you would want right but like for me is the better is this is these excellent side quests that build the lore in the worlds but from for me when i when i was looking at the gameplay for starfield because they did that big showcase xbox mm-hmm. where they showed off starfield when i was watching that i was thinking it's too similar to no man's sky at times i think so too where it's like there's but too I much think that if I, but they're gonna there's too much they definitely are gonna have but they're gonna have to have their Bethesda touch on it, which is the excellent side quests and storytelling somewhere. See, like, because otherwise it that. will not be a, a Bethesda game. Like, I, I would hope they have that because the issue is, too, the game's only running at 60, uh, at 30. At 30? The game's capped at 30 frames per second. And I'm like, that is. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's also a, apparently like you need to have a pretty awesome graphics card to even be able to play it. Right. And, and, and if you have, and, and the thing is, if you have an Xbox series x which is what this runs native on no game coming out in the year 2023 that is exclusive to the next gen consoles the ps5 and the xbox series x no game should come out locked at 30 Hmm. i think we have moved past this as a society like I guess I don't know what that could ultimately end up meaning or look like. Well, it's so. like if, if you if you play older games, older games are locked at thirty, or they play at thirty. Like I was like I played some games um on Dolphin. I was playing some of the old games I have from, from GameCube legally, of course, and um, hmm. like I'm 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 playing them, and those can like if you play Super Mario Strikers, that goes up to sixty, like for the GameCube. Uh, other games like uh, Fairly Odd Parents breaking the rules, which I was playing to do a review <laughs> of. Um, it, it's da D A, and then rules R U L E S. I'm um, sure. And... I'm surprised it's not rules with a Z. See, that's the thing. Too. I think it's not rules with a Z because it it wasn't like the book was called Da Rules D A Rules. So oh, I think that's okay. Why. So, but like the that game only runs at thirty. Um. Which, considering hardware limitations of 2004, is acceptable. But at this point, with the amount of hardware going into, with the amount of power in the hardware of these dedicated consoles, like Redfall, but if it rele- looks fine, then what do we care? Well, that's the thing: is that it? Are they? Are they? I'm assuming they're keeping it locked at 30 to keep it at 4K. But uh-huh. if that's the if that's the case, then and I think there's also an issue where Western developers have a huge problem in optimizing because like I'm looking at these demos that I'm trying to download, and there was a game that's a it's like a hospital tycoon, but it's set on a space station. And I'm like, okay, I'll give that a shot, um, for Steam Next Fest. Literally, <laughs> like get and, it, hospital tycoon and shots. Yeah, okay. and <laughs> I, I went to I went to download the 23 gigabyte demo, and I'm like. There's no way a hospital tycoon should be 23 gigabytes when you can, like, Sega released Two Point Hospital, and that was 30 for a full game. I still, I guess it's not something I know a lot about, so, if you say so. Like, for me, like, Redfall was a big miss for Xbox, and one of the big issues beyond the game not being great was it was buggy as hell, and the game was not optimized to run at 60. 
and it was the first game that Xbox put out on the uh on X on the Xbox Series X exclusive. And okay. if we compare it to what PlayStation is doing, God of War Ragnarok runs at sixty on the PS Five. Okay. Like uh, yeah, Ratchet I, and Clank, it just looks. Smoother. I guess I don't really know what it. I think I need to see it. I don't well, know for for video games. It's not like a movie. Like a movie, you wouldn't want a movie running at sixty because a movie running at sixty would look weird. Like remember the Hobbit? How weird the Hobbit looked in all the CGI areas. Yeah. Like the Hobbit was running at sixty. Usually a movie runs at twenty four or twenty three. Um, a video game, the smoother the video game, the better it is for your input. Like it, it's better for uh, what's the word they use for 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 input lag? There's an actual word for input lag, but at sixty, it's smoother and it works better. Okay. But if it's going down to thirty, it's double the response time. Hmm. Which is a fraction of okay. a second. And at the end, and 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 visually, if you play enough games at sixty, dropping down to thirty looks visually jarring. It looks like the game, the the console's having a hard time running it. Okay. And that's well, the big difference. I think I'd have to look at it. Right. Um, is there any other news going on? So, yeah, that was... Uh, we off on a tangent, but yeah, so Star Wars Outlaws is coming out next year. The other news is that we got three release dates for Star Wars movies. We don't know what date yeah. relates to what yet, but we have three release dates. And I have okay. my theory. I heard that they're redoing the Star Wars movies. The ones that they just redid. Okay. No, that's not that's accurate. Not true. Um, okay. Where did you hear that? In my home. <laughs> no, that's not accurate. They're not redoing the sequels. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so we knew there were three announced Star Wars movies, and, and we're only going to go with the ones that were publicly announced. Because, yeah, Ryan Johnson still has his trilogy that's still in development. Taika mm-hmm. Waititi still has his movie that's in development. And and um, I feel like there were a few others that are still in in development, but we're not sure where those are. For certain, we know there are three movies that were announced at Star Wars Celebration: Dawn of the Jedi, which is the origin of the Jedi Order, which is going to be directed by our buddy, um, what's his name? Um, fuck the guy who's directing the new Indiana Jones movie. Either way, um, which I am excited for. He's he's directing that. I'm seeing I it next really... Thursday. I love Indiana Jones. I'm seeing it next Thursday. I hope the movie is better than the initial critics say it is. Um, but they premiered it at Cannes. Is Shia is Shia LaBeouf in it? No, he's not. Oh, okay, that's probably BB Waller Bridge. I think is kind of filling that role. Is he okay? She. She. I don't know. I haven't actually looked at the things. I just got excited because, um, Harrison Ford's doing another thing. Um. So yes, so there is um we we have that one, the the Dawn of the Jedi movie about the origin of the Jedi Order. We have Dave Filoni's end of the New Republic era movie, which I'm calling Heir to the Empire. Everyone's calling it Heir to the Empire. It's it's an Heir to the Empire movie. Um mm-hmm. and there is New Jedi Order movie, which is a sequel to the sequel trilogy, which is the evidence that we have that they're not remaking the sequel trilogy. Um, directed by Charmaine Oba, Obed, Obed Chinoy, uh, and starring the return of Daisy Ridley as um, uh, as Ray. So we have those three movies. Mm-hmm. We have three release dates, but they don't say what corresponds to what. Probably due to the writer's strike, which is what I would assume. So we have 
two movies in 2026. We have May 22nd, 2026, and December 18th, 2026. And then we have December 17th, 2027 are the release dates that they have up for Star Wars movies. Um, now, I think that we're looking at the possibility of history repeating itself with Star Wars. With what? Um, In regards to? So, let's turn back the clock five years. Do you remember what uh, movie came out five years ago? What Star Wars movie? No. Solo came out five years ago. The end of May okay. in 2018 was Solo. I was going to say, dude, I don't remember what I had for breakfast. You don't remember something that happened five years ago? Oh, my goodness. At the start <sighs> of May in 2018 was Avengers Infinity War. So part okay. one of a two-part Avengers movie comes out in May of 2018. A few weeks later, there's a Star Wars movie starring Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. I think that that movie that is the May 2026 movie is going to be mm-hmm. the Air of the Empire movie. Because presumably mm. that's the furthest along in development because Filoni's the one who's working on it. They have all the casting because they have a they have Pedro Pascal, they have Rosario Dawson, they have Lars Mickelson who's playing Thrawn. They have like everyone is mm-hmm. is set up. They have they have all the casting presumably done or mostly done for that movie. So that one you put first. Also, I heard, I read, I don't know how accurate it is, but it's possible that Elden Ehrenreich will be coming back to play Han Solo in that movie. Oh, okay. Which okay, I like. How do you feel about that? Because I, I, I prefer this and recasting. I thought he did an okay. I, I don't want them to keep Han Solo. Yeah, I think I'm done with the deep faking. I like, think it's it was. Cool I think for it's. Luke. I think it's fine. Yeah, it was cool for a minute. And like, but I also think I, this is actually something that I talked about earlier on in, um, on or over the weekend. Uh, no, I was going to say earlier on in the week, but I get it. Like, this is not most people's time. Like, this is usually, this is early in the week for most people. Um, so I've been talking about this, not, I think, I guess over the weekend, um, about how it's kind of I'm over it I'm done with it like it's it's silly the deep faking is is it was fine it was neat for like a second um but it's time to like start casting people right. for shit I and think like recasting the moment, them I think the moment at the end of season two of the Mandalorian and I think that even in that one episode in Book of Boba Fett would have worked just as well if they had cast Sebastian Stan to play Luke Instead of right. deep faking young Mark Hamill or onto it. move on and you know, just move on to new characters. Well, I think if you're gonna do the end of the New Republic, in but that's what early Empire presumably is. It's the end of the New Republic era, transitioning into the rise of the First Order. It would be awkward to do that movie without on Luke and Leia and Chewbacca. Okay. Like they need, I think that there needs to be some presence to them. It can't just be we're ignoring them all together. It would be weird, I think, if they could completely ignore them all together. I guess so, but I just there's so much to the Star Wars universe. Why not just have it be in that universe and have it not be around those characters? Well, the other movies and shows are doing the other movies and shows, like the Acolyte is High Republic. Um, mm-hmm. 
Like, uh, Dawn of the Jedi is way the fuck earlier. Uh, New Jedi Order is way the fuck later. Like, they are moving in other directions and, and moving out from that. Um, mm-hmm. And this is just, like, it feels like what happened was to kind of bolster Disney Plus and all of that, they started out with these things that are kind of immediately related to mm-hmm. the original trilogy. And now okay. they want, they want to end all of that. So if they're going to end all of that, you kind of got to bring it back. That's true. To the original okay. trilogy. And if this is truly the end, I think this is a smart decision. If it's the end, though. Right. I don't think that... I think if, if they it's not, it then out, it's not a smart decision, right? Right. I think if they finish it out and it's like Thrawn is defeated and then we move into, um, into the you know into the sequel era, then you do you do you do what you got to do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that that's the main movie. Plus, you know, Filoni. Filoni likes to keep things as you know, keep people thinking about the original trilogy as much as possible. And keep think, people thinking about what he likes as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, Star Wars didn't become a Christmas movie until Disney took over. Like, I don't know about Star you, but Star Wars is a Christmas movie? Well, coming out around Christmas, I mean. Like, oh. its release window wasn't Christmas weekend. Oh. It was, it was end of May. End of May was its thing. Then Disney comes along and buys it, and then they move it to there, which is well, that's, arguably... Well, that's so that way they can push the toys. Well, not just the toys, but and around also... Christmas. Okay, let okay, and let's just elephant in the room. Anyone who says that Star Wars has not always been a two-hour-long oh, no. toy commercial, I'm not going to say that. Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm saying just you. saying, but the, saying Disney you. was even smarter on it because right. they they yes, know this, what this was is. absolutely something advertised, like created to have cool action figures. Like this right. is what it was for. Right, exactly. Yeah. Anyone who thinks it's anything besides that is deluding They're delusional. Like, so they that was a smart decision by them. Plus, the other reason it's good is because January is a wasteland theatrically. It's when movies do their for your consideration runs. So if you mm-hmm. need a movie for people to see in, you know, for wide audiences, you get basically six weeks with no competition. Yeah. Um... Which is why I think that you're going to end up with New Jedi Order in December of, of 2026. And then end of 2027 is, um, what's it called? Uh, That's three years out. Heir to the Jedi. Uh, Air, uh, Dawn of the Jedi, I'm sorry. Hmm. So, do you have a lot to say about the movie that we're discussing today? I have enough to say about it. I have a decent amount to say. Okay. So, shall we segue yeah. in? Yeah. That, that, that's your shot about this let's move yeah, on like a hard right into the conversation yeah. um we were so, gonna do this like a week ago or two weeks ago but Joe's internet went out yeah it was weird um so will you do a quick recap on what this movie is about okay so attack of the clones is the you know the movie we're talking about this week it is the story of the start of the clone wars um it is what leads into it is a lot of groundwork for what is important storytelling in episode three. Um, at the end of the day, a lot of it does kind of fall flat for me. Um, I guess this is not a recap of the plot. Oh, you want me to recap the plot? I want the re. I want you to like recap the movie. Oh, okay. So like, go through the plot in order and tell you what happens every scene. No. So, like, we open on Padme's assassination attempt. That's when 
Um, that's when um, Anakin and Obi-Wan end up hanging out with Padme. They get into some shit. They go to, um, what's that planet with the bug people? Geonosis. They go to Geonosis and they get into some more shit. And this is also the movie where Anakin kills all the sand people. Sand people. And like, this is the start where he he starts to become like a real bad dude. And this is his first like, he's going to the dark side moment. I guess Um, I don't think Padme gets enough blame for any of this because the amount of red flags that fucking Anakin shows up in this movie. Yes, and this is something that I want to talk about, so hold on. And then they get into, um, I want to talk about the Padme red flags for sure. Um, And then what happens next? So then they they get into the big fight and Boba Fett dies. And then... Jango Fett. uh, Yeah, Jango Fett dies. And then they go after Dooku. And then that's the kill him. No. Oh, I got them mixed up. That's episode um, three. Okay, so then they go after Dooku, and this is when Anakin takes his hand off. Dooku cuts off Anakin's hand. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he, I said. <laughs> no, you said Anakin takes his hand off, which implies yeah. an action figure, and he's like, <laughs> like, "Yeah, well, that's what you're here for." Um. <laughs> <laughs> you also omitted the entirety of Camino and the weird 1950s diner. I asked you to do it, and you you just decided you didn't want to. Well, I thought we were introing you our were discussion. Being with what we sa- do you were being week. sassy. I was telling you to give a recap on the movie, and you were being sassy. So, recap. okay, yeah. Um, and then it's the very beginning of the Clone World, where where the Clone Wars. Yes. It's like when it all starts, and that's what we end with is the beginning of the Clone Wars. Wars. We get to see the clones. We get to see. Is this the one? get to see yoda doing some weird awesome jumping around shit yes okay when which is awesome yoda. and do you remember seeing that in theaters i don't remember seeing this movie in a theater i know i did i remember i know seeing i did it. and i know that i did simply because when i saw yoda jumping all over the place that is a moment that sticks in my head forever i remember seeing this on dvd after the fact and the power going out as soon as the credits rolled and I was uh, like, wow, that's cool. Uh, so um, I wanted to make, like, from beginning, you, do, do you want to give your things? Because I want to kind of look at, like, from the beginning, like, because I made my notes as I was watching it. For me, the issue with, that I have with this movie is I think that the plot is nonsensical. It, a lot of, like, the day-to-day plot stuff is nonsensical. A lot of what the movie oh, is... Yeah good for doing is setting up the important stuff that you need going forward mm-hmm. and if it's not for that part the movie is not salvageable the romance between padme and anakin is just cringy the entire way it through. really is like the you know the tatooine stuff is entirely stupid like mm-hmm. everything with that's dumb like the, the 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 action sequence in the um in the facility in the uh the the droid factory is borderline slapsticky in a way that's not fun. Um, mm-hmm. And the I think the things that I like about it is I I like Camino. I do remember as a kid though loving the um, C three PO on the the other 
body. Yeah, I remember thinking that would be like funny, but it's like it. And, but as an adult, now, I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah. Yes, but I and loved like, it as a kid. And like the the whole arena is like the once you hit the arena is where the movie kind of hits its stride and it does get to a point where it is somewhat forgivable. But like the whole thing with the Padme assassination thing, it feels like the B plot in one of the shittier expanded universe right? books. It like doesn't like, quite make sense. And yeah, because it's yes. like, why would they hire Jango Fett? And then why would Jango Fett outsource this mission to this other random woman? Right. And then she does it. And then she like. But she also does it poorly. Right. If Jango Fett just does it himself, it solves mm-hmm. the problem. And then the whole thing where it's like, okay, Jango Fett's the basis for the clones. I get that. But when you get to the third act, and Django Fett is standing next to um fucking Count Dooku and and Viceroy whatever his name is and and they're all up there on that thing. It's Why like, did they not think like oh no shit? No one's like well, maybe this is definitely are... something we should look into a yeah. little bit. <laughs> like yeah, no, and that's like a huge. That's a major thing that like is just totally entirely overlooked. And I don't think the Clone Wars even addressed it either. Where it's like no. You know, why like. Why don't we? But look like, into there's the your hint to the audience, like, because nobody else cares. Um, like, ooh, maybe there's a double twist back or something. Um, no, but we knew that was coming. So right, I I think uh, one of the scenes we talked about, we were talking about Padme's assassination. That um, I think is kind of funny. Is like she literally gets blown out of her shoes. I didn't. I've never noticed. You have yeah, a she's weird not thing wearing shoes. You, I, you have a weird thing where you're looking for characters' feet. We, it's we had because a... I, so like when they show up on screen i i usually have that moment of like ugh, so like it sticks out for me it was like the same thing when we were talking about black panther and you were you were talking about no more like yeah feet. there's and when there's like when in movies where they they zoom in on people's feet and shoes uh, so a lot like it's Quentin weird Tar- to me Quentin tarantino is one of your yeah. least favorite directors and you you yes. could not have sat through once upon a time in hollywood yeah um let's see oh and in one of the one of the next scenes like right after she gets blown out of her shoes apparently because of course she has to be barefoot because that's not it's just so fucking weird um, i mean look in terms of wardrobe decisions that george lucas made that's less egregious than they don't wear bras in space what do you mean they don't wear bras in space yeah in 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 the first star wars movie carrie fisher doesn't wear a bra through the entire thing and the reason why George Lucas said it is because, oh, they don't have bras in space. So she's just wearing he that said, white dress. He said, yeah, and so he was like, let them titties bounce. Like, so anyways. um, I, I think hey, the barefoot's a less egregious If you were thing. a big old nerd on the set and you, like, created your own world and, like, this hot girl walks up and you're just going to be like, nah. I can promise you, I wouldn't say you absolutely you would. No, I would not. They don't have bras in space. That's what you would say. So, um, so I love. But they that do have moment. bras in space. Did you see the fucking trailer for for the Marvels? Like, yeah, we're not talking about Marvels. Marvel. Okay. That's two different universes. Okay. Um, so that moment where Sidious is sitting in a room full of like the most powerful Jedi of the time. Mm-hmm. And they just have no fucking clue. Yeah, it it's just so baller. It's just so annoying that it's like, why is it all, annoying? Anything. So I thought you'd say that. So I came prepared. <laughs> I thought that you'd find flaw in that. Okay. So I wanted to mention. Here, here's to my you, question for you. Why? Within the context of the movie, mm-hmm. where they can sense disturbances in the force and they can detect the dark side. 
within the context of the movies to that point, so four, five, six, one, and two, what reason is there for them to not know that? Not with the wider expanded universe, not with okay. the books, not with the comics, I, within the context of these movies. I want to give you my answer, but I'm not going with your, I'm not going to stick in your stipulations because your stipulations are not, I don't know, they're dumb. You can't just like decide that no, that, that, that doesn't if, count if, or if whatever. judging the quality so, of the movie. I, hold on, hold on. So I think that it's awesome because, because at the time that this was, what came out it was in fact canon that Sidious has a hidden Sith temple deep under so he doesn't it's not his he didn't build it but there is a city um a hidden Sith temple deep under the Jedi temple where Sidious performs rit 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 rituals in it to muddle the force so that Yoda can can't see him okay when was what book established that <sighs> Gosh, you're rude. And did that come out before <laughs> or after 2002? It came out before. It did? Yes. You're certain about that? 100%. Because here's my thing. We're, we're, we're looking at it as people who understand Star Wars and have read the expanded universe stuff and know... I don't care stuff. about the other people. I'm saying... We're here to let our nerd audience, flags... Our I nerd understand. Our nerd flags fly. I don't, understand don't diminish that. my nerdness. I'm not. I'm saying that my problem with the movie. I is don't that... care what the general public thinks. It's not for there's them. Our, there's These our are title for, for us. the episode. There's our there's our title for the episode. <laughs> I don't care what the general public thinks. Um, no, what I'm saying is, if we're judging the quality of the movie, like this is a thing that like I do reviews for for an online news. But source. it explains it, and it's not something that anybody that not... wasn't that isn't like deeply into the like in invested into into Star Wars would even know was a problem. I can guarantee you that that the general public would not think of that. Not even if you're interested enough to know and see the fact that he is like there, where all these Jedi should be able to sense him and have that ability to do that. If you have that thought, that you have enough, you have enough interest in the subject to then go and find out why. And okay. when you did so, you would also you would find this awesome thing out. Let me put this this way. In episodes five and six, Luke and Vader can sense each other. Okay? Mm -hmm. In episode one, the Jedi can sense each other. And mm -hmm. then they're, but at the end of episode one, they're now aware there's a Sith Lord. Mm -hmm. Because that's the conversation at the end Mace Windu and Yoda. There are always two. But which one was this? Was this the Master or the Apprentice? Mm -hmm. For 10 years, we don't have know no anything. Idea. But they don't, there's not very much for 10 years ever talked about that's like known to be a Sith power. No, but there's here's not the very thing. much known, like at if, all. So what, like they're not allowed to have that be the case? And like, if, well, it, okay, so here's the thing if, if there are two guys from Al Qaeda left and one of them ends up dead, and it's like, well, there's definitely a second one. We don't know if this guy was the one in charge or the one not in charge. I don't think we're just going to sit there and died, be like... When Maul died, um, it was... 
it's it was canon that he was still in a that um what's his face uh sidious was still an apprentice of uh no nope yes it was Plagueis dies either right before or during episode one yeah but like real quick before so like there was a long time period where there were three and Maul is never actually a Sith Lord. He takes on the Darth title without it actually being given but to him. The issue is the Jedi, we're just going based on what the Jedi know. The Jedi know that there I was a Jedi. I think that you're being nitpicky instead of being excited about a I cool need, I don't think I need thing. to be nitpicky about this movie. So, this movie leaves leave a lot to be picky because, about. Because I think that it's cool and you will not change my mind. Okay. I think it's really cool. And like, it's a super badass moment when you go into it knowing that. And it's like, yeah, he's just fucking pulling one over on all of them. It's awesome. I never, but the thing is, too, even in that kid, I never really got badass from that. Like, I know, not, not originally, but then when you go back and rewatch it knowing this, you're like, that's badass. That's some, he's got some balls and stuff. And that partially comes from. Arguably, no, he doesn't. Because here's the thing. I think if he's not doing the rituals and having the Sith Temple there, it is, like, he's intentionally doing more to obfuscate who he is by doing and that. It, and it has been canon up to that point that the Sith do have the ability to mask their their Force presence. Okay. Let, let, what you said about it being badass. I think it's more badass if there isn't a Sith Temple under the thing. Because here's the thing. If there's a Sith Temple there, there's no danger for him because he knows that it's going to be obstructing their ability to sense him. If that's not These, there... The Temple... Just... I don't think that you listened because the Sith, the Sith Temple... Oh my gosh, I can't talk. The Sith Temple is not what obstructs their ability to see the Force. It is him actively going down there and performing these okay. Sith rituals. Either way, he's doing something actively to mm -hmm. keep them from detecting him. If he's yes. not doing that and he's just in the room playing both sides, that's way more badass than someone what who's like, mean? I'm going to go and do this shit to keep him from knowing. That, and but then, then it's like, this. he's got to do both of them. Oh my goodness. I think so, he can just be in the room and be like, and, and be a, and be a I badass. I guess we'll have but, to degree, uh, degree. Oh my God. I am losing my ability to speak. Agree to disagree. Anyways. Um, can we talk about the problematic um, and red flags with Padme and Anakin oh my God. for just a moment? Like, there are so many things in this relationship where this I'm like... This age gap? That, that's is, number is this, one. It's problematic, it, in, in is it not? In the first movie, he's nine and she's like in her 20s, I think. Right. It's like a 10-year difference and he's just barely 18. Is he even 18 or is he like... <laughs> He oh, is. Yeah, it's, it's he's 10 years, so he's like he's, yeah so yeah and he was eight when they picked him up so he's right. technically 18 right but either way it's like she's now 30 she's a, right yeah it's like, problematic is it not like it's a little that it's a little kind of like she probably shouldn't be taking care taking advantage of this just barely Boy. not a child anymore. And the thing is, too, because he's a Jedi, he's kind of stunted emotionally in, right. his, in his developmental. It's not Even like they're though he's supposed to be more emotionally developed in like the, the sense that he's not even supposed to have them. 
No, but like you can tell that he doesn't know how to talk to women because mm-hmm. like he's talking to Obi-Wan after that first meeting and it's like I've seen her in my dreams every night and like Obi-Wan to just take him aside and be like, dude, look, I Chill. you wanna fuck her, but this is a keep keeping your head thought because <laughs> this is how the fucking palace guards get called on us and you end up in jail. Like, he this does is... do that. So so can we like I just need to mention like it is really funny how much um Ewan I'm gonna say his name wrong. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Um Ewan how do you say it? Ewan 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 McGregor Ewan Ewan yeah. McGregor saves most scenes. Yes. And makes it better. And also, so does Natalie Portman. And, and the thing is, too, he, she like... saves quite a few of those scenes. Um, Hayden Christensen, oh boy, he's not funny. See, but my he's, issue is with Hayden so Christensen like... is it's not that he's a bad actor. Because he's no. done other stuff where he's fun. Like, right. he was good in Shattered Glass. Like, George Lucas is a shitty director. Because yeah. Natalie Portman is a world class talent, and he heard, and, she was still awkward too. And she's not great in this movie. Like yeah. she's one of the better parts, but she's but still. You and McGregor great. is the only thing that saved most of right. the anything. Um, like, look at like Mace Windu. Like they they yeah. they couldn't get Sam Jackson to do a British accent, so he just talks in a cadence that's kind of just a little weird. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, I guess. Like yeah. I don't mind it. I, I I think it's funny, but I don't think it's meant to be funny. But I will say, so he's not funny. Anakin's character is not funny in this, but they they line him up to be funny so many times. Yeah. But then every time he just comes off as angsty teen, which he does do a very good job at. He is he plays awkward angsty teen very well in this. And when he plays, but angry, he's not he plays funny. Angry well. He really does. I agree. It's like, believably three, he's better. It's believably angry in like that angsty shooter at school well at kind of way like <laughs> when he goes and fucking massacres the tuscans like that's mm. his best scene in this movie the yes. scene right after where he goes to padman's like i killed them all and he's overacting and all of that mm-hmm. that is the exact example of what where this movie kind of fucks up is that it's well i mean besides it's it just poor direction it's someone should have tell, told him it's like the emotion battle. comes out of it and it's not as genuine as it was when he does angry right in it and it's probably because he did it so perfectly i don't know i don't know maybe that's i don't know you're probably right it is probably a director issue right if he'd like, just been allowed to act it would have been a lot more genuine and um believable well i don't think lucas is a trained direct i don't know how well trained he is in directing actors that's that's i think the issue because, like, mm. I mean, Natalie Portman has gone on to win Academy Awards for her right. abilities. And here, she is she's very, very flat, very, like, even, like, the scenes where she's good, her delivery's flat. She's not really doing a ton. It feels like... That's the way to say Star it, Wars is that, movie. like, a lot of it comes off as flat. Yeah. You uh, and McGregor, I don't think any... I think even he has a few lines that come off flat, which is crazy to say yeah. because he does probably the best out of anybody in this. And just his sarcasm except in for, movie um, and, this, and the next one are, are great. Except for, oh, you're going to hate me for this, but the guy who plays Dooku. Oh, Christopher Lee. He has no flat lines and he's excellent. The Christopher whole Lee through. is also great in this movie. Like that scene yeah. where he's got Obi-Wan and he's trying to tempt Obi-Wan mm-hmm. is one of the strongest scenes of the of the the, of the of the prequels the thing is it's just 
because you have two actors who can act in spite of Lucas. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like Christopher Lee's been playing, he's been in movies for a, like almost a century at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he, he was in Lord of the Rings. He played Dracula for decades. Like, mm-hmm. the man knows how to act. And, and Ewan McGregor just has natural ability that can supersede it. Natalie Portman has that too, but I think Hayden Christensen is an actor who needs guidance and he needs hmm. better, like, I like you need to tell me what I need to do and I will mirror back to you what you want. Because even when he's playing Anakin in, in Obi-Wan Kenobi, he does it better there than he does in any of the prequels. That's true. Like, hmm. And I think the thing is too, part of that definitely comes from, you know, they've had time to play out the character a little bit better and, and expand it more with like um the clone wars so mm-hmm. what anakin is because for him he wasn't really defining what anakin is at that point oh because okay. that's the thing is up until that point we only the only anakin we ever saw was jake lloyd yeah and, and he's basically reinventing the character here right so hmm. that's part of the problem so too, he didn't know what to bring it bring to it right how and then should his I direction play this? was and lucas great. didn't know what to do either yeah because lucas is doing it for the first time too Hmm. Hmm. And maybe he didn't embrace it to create it as much as he could have. Right. If he'd I get been the, more of like a fan. I so, get the sense that he can he can work if you give him specific. If you give him guardrails, he can do more in the sense I get. Okay. Hmm. That's good to know. I didn't really think of that. Um so I I don't know if you know about this blooper. Um but maybe you do so there's this funny blooper when anakin jumps into padme's bed to stop the bugs from killing her do you know about this one okay um where he like he like hits he like jumps on her he like falls and kicks the bed or like he jumps on the floor or something like Mm -hmm. that it's supposed it's pretty funny though i can't remember what exactly happens but there is a funny blooper that's worth looking up I remember being really into the chase sequence when I was a kid. The chase sequence I, of them. I think that that chase sequence is awesome still. I think the effects have not aged well. No, I agree. But I still think that the way they played with like the space and the, the dropping and the Jedi powers and stuff yeah, was really freaking cool. And that and the choreography of it just like holds up. And I love it. And I think the thing is, too, what what I really like about it is it really more... Because, again, up until this point, we really didn't have this. But it establishes the visual aesthetic of Coruscant in a way mm-hmm. that the, even... Like, episode one didn't, and we didn't have Coruscant in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. But episode one doesn't establish Coruscant. This establishes it to mm-hmm. be like a futuristic city at night. Yes, I love this first... The, this glimpse of, of Coruscant that we get to see where it's just... It, I don't know, it's really cool. And it's very... I remember seeing it for the first time as a kid watching it in the theaters and being, like, just struck by it. Because I was yeah. like, now this is what an alien city looks like. Yeah. You know? Um, and uh, plus the chase scene's awesome. But... Because um, it's just great as an action scene. Um I also noticed in just about the entire movie that we really get to see some different ship designs in both the Coruscant chase scenes and um, 
some of the traveling and stuff where yeah. we get to see quite a we get to see a couple more alien planets and that's really freaking cool because up to now we've not really seen that and then um uh we got to see some really awesome costume design where it was just next level from the original tri- trilogy and something that we'd not seen in the first one at and all. it's not just new ships but also like kind of like a divergent evolutionary thing mm-hmm. where if you have ships that are functioning the same way and then they just because they're on different planets and they're developed by different species they look just a little different and they can right. and, and even though they're feeling basically the same thing because at the mm-hmm. end of the day they're like the the speeders on Coruscant are the same as the speeders on on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. It's just because they're you know on this affluent planet they look different, and that's yes. something that even in the sequels. And I think this is more of a a statement that comes from where we are now with visual effects. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper and easier to use the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. In the early two thousands, when they were doing this, basically for the first time, like mm-hmm. it it made they they could do this to show off. Now that we have it was, computers it was... and you can just replicate for scale it's just easier to it's easier to just make everything look the same it was certainly a movie that they showed often so like um another thing that makes me think of how they really showed off in details in this movie though is um the scene where they're going in after the uh the changeling yeah it's not she's not a changeling but um and uh and the the monitors on the back of the bar Yes. Where they're playing different things. Like, that is such a detail that, like, didn't need to be there, but was there. And that was really cool. And I love the name Elon Sleazebagano for the guy who <laughs> tries to sell him the death stick. Yes. Like, it's such a dumb fucking name, but it, it's... Isn't it's that great. a funny line, though? It's yeah. like, hey, you want to buy some death sticks? And I think it's, no. too, it's like, you look at that guy. I, when I watched the movie again, I was like, this guy I looks... I want to go home and rethink my life. <laughs> he looks strikingly like Andrew Garfield, that man. Really? Oh. Yeah, you didn't think that when you watched it? I don't really know celebrities and stuff. Andrew Garfield so, played Spider-Man? Do you agree, though, um, that this was some of like the best costume design that we'd seen so far? Um, Because of the diversity, not so much of the... Um, not so much in like the uniformity of like the... I coin. think, yes, I think they got a lot out of Coruscant, but I think once you leave Coruscant, it starts to get very samey. Um, you think so? Well, yeah, I guess so, so, but we don't see a lot of different people. Well, you see the people on Tatooine, but we we know what Tatooine attire looks like. Right, and we, we know that like, that's all. Uh, Kamino, it's all CGI. Mm-hmm. So, it is what it is. Um, and then there's like... Oh, but they did. St- they even had gross. some cool costume design on Camino for creating what their clothing would look like. I mean, it's like if you told me if you took a picture of Django Fett in his unit in his civilian attire on Camino and showed it to someone and said, "Is this from Star Trek or Star Wars?" I think that if someone wasn't familiar, they would not be able to pick out which one it was from. Mm. It just looks kind of generic space future kind of thing. I guess like, so, yeah. And like even like the the CGI. But I think they were trying to show and... him as like a lot more gruff and unsophisticated compared to the facility that he's in, and show that contrast. Can, and can we just address the fight between Obi Wan and Jango Fett, where Jango Fett blows Obi Wan off the platform down to the platform yes. below, and rather than jumping up, he takes the elevator up, and fucking Jango Fett just waits there for him. Like 
<laughs> Obi-Wan has to wave he pushed the button and he's just like alright when's this elevator gonna get here then the elevator gets there he just hit the elevator up then he comes up and Jango <laughs> Fett didn't fuck off in all that time he's just like alright yes. let's wait for him to come back hold on like mm-hmm. it, 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 it is so, funny and, and, and we didn't get through the red flags but like first off like if I'm if I'm casually dating someone and we go to visit and, and like their mother gets kidnapped and then we get back and he comes back <laughs> that night <laughs> and, and I'm sorry. And and yeah, <laughs> she comes back the night the next night after going to rescue her and is like, "Yeah, I couldn't rescue my mother, but I did kill every man, woman, and children in the ta- woman and child in the town." I'd be like, you know what? Maybe we should reevaluate this relationship. Because like, if you if no, you could massacre if you could massacre a room full of like a, a town full of people, like there's definitely a strong chance that I'm gonna be on the receiving end. Of whatever is like, yeah, whatever that is drunk. pretty intense. Like it, like if that if that was you, and but it's she's like, already hitched her wagon to him. Yeah, she, said I, I she feel loves like, him. She kissed him. She's stuck. I feel like mass. No, murder I agree. Is, I think is, it's funny. It's like it, it, it's it's not the funniest Padme. I moment. think the it's funniest Padme I think it's moment. a prime ex. I think it's a prime example of like Lucas probably doesn't understand that like women would leave a man in that situation. Yeah, I don't think Lucas understands human human emotions and it's like it's the same thing where it's like they're talking and and he goes like you know wouldn't it be great if we just didn't give people a say and we just ruled with an iron fist and she's like i mean no but like (laughs) (laughs) yes and and it looks like again it's like it's the kind of thing where it's like he stands diametrically opposed to everything you stand for in that moment Mm -hmm. and it's like is, is there no other man on naboo who can who can you know who can who can handle her her needs like is, is there not one like maybe more age appropriate man exactly on the like so, someone her age or mm-hmm. like you know like his dick can't be that big like <laughs> where it's like you gotta stick with this guy like and then it's like the the wedding <sighs> happening like I think that the the issue I have is I don't know I don't think I don't believe that these two ever felt anything for each other besides like a deep-seated lust that comes from the fact that they're trapped in a room together for too long right like fundamentally that's all it is it's not like i i don't mm-hmm. get the sense they have any chemistry or anything in common or or anything like that and it's just except they've strange. both been to um tatooine which like i think that like a vibrator would have ended this movie a lot sooner <laughs> like yeah <laughs> so um do, are you do you have any other scenes that are that you want to talk about oh that we got to talk about the fucking scene in the 50s diner which is like what the okay fuck? i i get that lucas has a why do you 50s. have a problem for it i liked it it's fucking stupid what do you mean why is it stupid because first off th- this whole thing with them deleting Ke- uh, camino out of the out of the records so and, and all that that's after but he doesn't know what this thing is. And he goes to the Library of the Jedi and he's like, hey, what is this thing? And I'm like, we don't fucking know. And then rather than going to like an authority with the Republic, he's like, let me go ask this guy in this diner. So he goes yeah. to this diner that looks like a 1950s dive diner off of Route 66. And he goes mm-hmm. in there and he's like, hey, buddy, who we've never I think seen it's before. Quirky. Do you know what this is? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's from Camino. But it was another chance for them to show off their CGI. 
Yeah, I don't think it's aged that well either. And I think it's not too bad. I think the worst aged CGI is when they're showing the council of all of the people. Yes. And and there's like, and what about the representative from the Techno Union clan? And it's like, mm-hmm. it looks like a still image and it's like, what the fuck happened here? Mm-hmm. That and and when they're in the Jedi Temple at one point, um, in an establishing shot, if you look in the bottom right corner, uh, or the bottom left corner, there are three guys just standing there, and they're three random Jedi. But the problem is where the camera's angled; they're not standing on the floor; they're just kind of floating <laughs> visually in front of a screen, a, a green screen. Really? Because it's like there's no like it looks like they're standing like they're about to deliver the news. That's of how it's funny. Shot. Like it's such a weird thing. Like and. and that's the the thing with this movie too is that they just threw everything the, at it. When the effects work, they work. Mm-hmm. When the effects don't work, they it's very really, obvious. Yeah. Um, because like the entire sequence in the fucking uh in in the facility, the the building of the what's it called, like the, the Geonosians. Uh, yeah, the Geonosis uh, droid building facility does not mm-hmm. look good at all. Parts of Camino yeah. do not look good at all. Like yeah. But, you know, when they do the big fight in the arena, the arena looks great. Yes, and the animals, the, the yes. scary monsters, those look great. That's a, I'm glad you brought that one up because that is one of the coolest scenes. And did you have any of those toys? I had an Anakin action figure where the hand popped off. I had the toys of all three of the monsters. And it was That's... awesome. They were really fucking cool. Yeah, I had the I had the action figure. I broke them very quickly. And I had a lightsaber toy that I beat the crap out of my brother with. And it also they also weren't mine, but I liked them (laughs) a lot. They were my brothers, but they they were they they kind of became mine. Yeah, it's. Um, I I think that the movie is better. I think by and see here's the issue. Is that as a whole, the movie is better than Phantom Menace. Once you start okay. looking at the plot, <laughs> that's where the movie falls apart. Because, like, <laughs> here's my issue, too. So, Padme is on the run. Mm-hmm. Because, because there's an assassination again. The like, people are going to try and kill her. And they've mm-hmm. tried to kill her twice, and through sheer luck, it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would you bring her back to her home planet? Because she said so. Okay, I, I get that. But if you're going to defend her, is there nowhere else in the galaxy you can go and be like, you know, maybe this isn't the best idea. Maybe we should go somewhere else. Well, he like, wanted to, and she said, I know where, I know my hometown. Like know how the, to stay stay safe. The the whole thing with, you know, them retconning, um, Shmi. Mm-hmm. And to and, and explaining how she became part of the Lars, it doesn't make the relationship. She can file back relationships. Let's just address this fucking elephant in the room. Like she's a slave, and they they say like, oh no, I sold her to the Lars family, and it's like, oh, so he got married to his slave. That's not good. And then it's like, no, 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 he released her first. And it's like, okay, so he bought a woman and then got married. It's still not good. 
he bought her freedom. It's it's explained in in one of the books. Like he it's bought her freedom. Not, you can explain that all you want. It doesn't make it any less rapey. It's if he bought her freedom and then invited her and she said, "Yeah, sure, let's do this." Like Yeah, but here's the thing. If you were enslaved and then someone bought your freedom and then they were like, "Hey, can we get dinner?" Would you be like, "No?" I'd go I'd go to get dinner, but I wouldn't I wouldn't just like go sleep with them. I mean, I mean, maybe, I guess, if they were hot enough. But <laughs> Lars didn't, like, meet the... I don't think he oh, met what, that qualification. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he had enough money, so whatever. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> there is no... It's it's still not okay. It, it's still a weird thing. And no matter how you try and sway it, yeah. it's still a weird situation. And if, again, it's another so one... What, she's unforced... just supposed to be single forever? She wooed no, him despite being property. No, but there is a way to do this that it that doesn't involve the guy she ends up marrying paying money for her at some point. Why? What do you mean what? Why How? would you do she if she, you know, she escaped? But he she can't. She's like tracked and shit. Oh right, they have trackers in them. Isn't yeah. there a bomb in their neck? Oh no, that's a suicide squad. Is that There's also something though. I think it, maybe. I think it's just a tracker, but they'd be marked for death after. But it's like they they definitely need like you know. No, no. I think there's something that goes off in their neck if they get out of the town of ta- of um wherever the fuck they are. Was that Moss Eisley or was that Moss? Yeah, it was Moss Eisley. But like, okay. So what about this? Okay. Um, he doesn't buy her. He helps her escape. Um, but what if he has the money and can just pay to release her? And then, then she just gets to be a real free woman and live wherever the fuck she wants. It's been 10 years. And not have to worry about going after her. It's been 10 years since we last saw her. They could have had a thing where she became friends with this person in town and that person became willing to, you know. Nah, that's not realistic. How how is that less realistic? Nah. But then, I don't think I... realistic is the issue in a movie with laser swords and <laughs> and, and and people, you know. Yeah, I don't want your um, I don't I don't need your logic. Get out of here with that. Um, like they they definitely could have done that better, I think. And I think that like, you know, the whole thing with like, once you think about it too hard, they needed to retcon it with further things. Like, how the fuck did this clone army get built? How did like, it's. And I think that the biggest unforced error of the prequels is Phantom Menace being as far removed from the other two movies as it is. Mm-hmm. And it not tying back to the plot of the other two movies as well as it does. No. Because it's okay. like, this is the, like, that's the first conflict of the, uh, of the, I, I mean, it's not the clone, war, like, it's not a clone war conflict because the clones don't come into play until 10 years later. But, it's the first conflict between the Confederacy and and the Republic. And then what? Mm-hmm. Nothing. They they don't do anything for 10 years, bide their time, and then all of a sudden it's like, ha here we are. And just in time, we have our own clone. Like, it's... I think it would have been better served if there was a gap... If the Clone Wars were happening in one, and then they were continuing in two, and they're ending in three. Hmm. I guess so. Um, because I think that that's the big issue that I have is that 
you don't feel like this is, you know, this is properly. I think, I, I mean, I don't think that you're wrong. Like, I think there could have been more movies. Like, they definitely don't flow well together, but I think no. they, I think they work well as individual things, but they are in order. Like, I. Oh, no, yeah. I'm not saying they're out of order. I'm saying that, like, episode one doesn't do enough to lay us on the path that we need to be besides introducing the characters to each other. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, I agree. Like, I can I can get behind that. So, with that in mind, um, what do you rank it? Okay, so let's go to our rankings. So, last time that we got together, we did not rank Jedi Survivor. The last time that we got together to record, I did we we did rank it, but we didn't that episode didn't go up. So here are our rankings as they are right now. Number fifteen, we have Thrawn Alliances. Number fourteen, we have The Phantom Menace. Number thirteen, we have Mandalorian season one. Number twelve, somehow we have Andor season one. Number eleven, we have The Bad Batch season two. Number ten, we have The Bad Batch season one. Number nine, we have Thrawn. Number eight, we have Jedi Fallen Order. Number seven, we have Jedi Survivor. Number six, we have Dooku Jedi Lost. Number five, we have Tales of the Jedi Season 1. Number four, Under My Protest, we have Kenobi. Number three, we have Return of the Jedi. Number two, we have A New Hope. Number one, we have Empire Strikes Back. I'll start the bidding at it being the new number 14, right above Phantom Menace, because I cannot in good conscience put it above Mandalorian. But I would like to. Based on what? this... The nostalgia and the, like, it's still fun to watch. I, I think don't it's because think so. it really invokes that feeling of, like, oh, yeah, this is Star Wars. Fuck yeah. I think. And it's action y, and, like, that's cool. I think, from an objective standpoint, the three worst movies are. Rise of Skywalker, um, Attack of the Clones, and Phantom Menace. Okay. Um, I think that there are too many narrative issues with this movie for it to work. Where if this movie came out now, with updated, like putting aside visual effects and all of that, this movie came out today. And we went to a theater and watched it today, having never seen it before. There is no way we would be able to say this is a good movie. But it didn't. Well, because then you're just letting your nostalgia dictate how good it is. It's not that's not a, a metric of good, that's a metric of how much you like it. Yeah. Those are the same I for me in my world. Because the issue is it's it's just I remember can't... I don't care about the public opinion. No, I know. Um I, I just, I can't in good conscience say it's better than The Mandalorian. Like the Mandalorian season one, while it has its weak points, and I think that it definitely, there is room for improvement in The Mandalorian season one, and I think a lot of the, the good feelings that come from Mandalorian season one come from how middling Star Wars was in I recent think it's better, up until that point. I think it's better than season one, but I don't think it's better than all the Mandalorian seasons. So you would, would you say it's better than Andor? I did not like Andor. So you, so you would have that? Would you have it above or below season two of the Bad Batch? Season two, the one that just came out this year. 
I think I put it above. What about season one of The Bad Batch? No. So you would have it as the new number 11? That feels really low. I think it's I I think it's very high. I think you're I think that's fine that you feel that way. Cuz I think that the it, like I will I will not argue that it is better than Thrawn Alliances and I will not argue that it is better than The Mandalorian. Um I just have a hard time saying it's it's better than I'm sorry, The Phantom Menace. I I have a hard Where time. Where do you saying, want to put Andor so I can stop getting catching this crap every week? Goodness gracious! I mean, Andor, I'd have it at number three. <laughs> I would say Andor is better than Return of the Jedi. You're entirely wrong. It I does think, not belong that high. Andor I is think, not good. I think you are entirely wrong to have it down at number. I number was 12. so fucking boring. Um, like, what do we have from the top? All right, so number one, we have Empire Strikes Back. It's not better than Empire Strikes Back. No, I agree. A New Hope is number two. It's not better than that. Return of the Jedi, it's not better than Return of the Jedi. Kenobi, I would say it's not better than Kenobi. Mm. Um, Tales of the Jedi, it's not better than Tales of the Jedi by reason of the fact that Tales of the Jedi needs to retcon it as part of its story. Like, it's there. Mm -hmm. It's not better than Dooku Jedi Lost. It's no. not better than either Jedi Survivor or Fallen Order. Mm -hmm. I would say it's not better than Thrawn. I agree. Um, well, it... Because here's the thing. Thrawn... So the second one in the Thrawn series, I was not that big of a, a fan of. Right, but we're not, because we're not talking about... Because it was about... so freaking boring. Right, but we're not talking about them as, as a series. We're talking about the book Thrawn. Oh, sorry. Right. It's it's I it's just not... I can't remember everything that we've talked about. Thrawn Alliance is down at the bottom. That's the last one. That's okay. the one you're talking about. Yes. It's not better than the first one. So it's Thrawn, where but... it belongs. I was like, right. man, I can't believe that ended up so high. No, it's um... it's it's not better than the first season of the Bad Batch. Okay. Okay. I think purely I'd leave by it right virtue... under the Bad Batch then. So above and or below the Bad Batch. But is it better than the Bad Batch? I would say it's not better than the first season of The Bad Batch, purely the Bad by Batch virtue. The Bad Batch is cool because of the story, but like I really feel like the effects and the, the, like the the, like the the designs and the uh, choreography and the fight scenes and the action sequences and a lot of the visual stuff make up for the um the lack of story enough for me see my to enjoy is, this movie there's enough in the first season of the bad batch that i enjoy more like that first episode of the bad batch season i one, cannot remember like anything about it the first episode of the bad batch season one where um what's it called where it's it's the story of the clones oh, during right. order 66 it's okay, fantastic. yeah. Then I would say that it's just under that because it is coming back to me. I am remembering it. And, and the same if goes I can for remember season it, two. then it's good. the same goes for season two, where it's like that episode where they're on Coruscant and it's telling and it's the story of it coming out what happened and the Emperor playing both sides against each other like an expert and getting like, well, this is why we need the conscripted army. That is again some of the strongest Star Wars we've seen. But I think we're seeing the difference between what you like about Star Wars and what I like about Star Wars with this 
exercise because like that kind of stuff is in line with Andor. Mm. Where it's like it's that kind of thing. It's the the political scheming. It's the the you know like that that whole thing in Andor where it's like we don't know who to trust. You don't you like know? it as the action. You like it as the psychological thriller. I, I do and, and I will always enjoy a psychological thriller more than, but, than an action but, movie. Right. And and I and I, I will enjoy I a believe good narrative. that the Star Wars movies are a an action movie in a sci fi setting. Right. But it's like for me, it's like I will always like there have been science fiction movies that have a strong narrative, um, even if the and and had good effects and, and good action. Like Dune is great has great action sequences and great effects like the the newer do not not the 1984 mm-hmm. do the, the new one that Villeneuve did like um and it's like if you look at the other science fiction movies I like I really enjoyed Arrival I enjoy like that kind of thing and I think that there is merit to be and I think that again when we get to The Last Jedi we'll get into this more but I didn't hate The Last Jedi because we're getting into the philosophical debate over the role of the Jedi and I mm-hmm. don't I don't hate that aspect of it like a lot mm. of people did, and, and there, the movie has its problems, and there are things that you can't really defend about the movie. But I didn't have a problem fundamentally with the Last Jedi doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just have a hard time with this movie because then it's probably a good thing that we like them for different reasons because then we'll end up with a far more evenly split and more accurate um, list. list. Um. I will because concede... it's not going to be all the psychological stuff that's great that's up there, and then it's not going to be all the actiony stuff that's up there. Right. I will concede, and 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 how about for a compromise? Um, we'll make it the new number thirteen, above Mandalorian season one, below Andor. I dislike Andor so much, but I guess that's fine. Because like I don't think I can go much higher than that. In good conscience. The only reason Andor is not lower is because sometimes you get to pick things. And and the fact that I got to pick <laughs> that is saying a lot. Because if it was up to me, it'd be a lot higher. <laughs> and and Kenobi would not be nearly as high as it is. I like Kenobi. But I, I really like Ewan McGregor and I would watch him in just about everything. But that's so. the book we're talking about. Um. Yeah. Not the Kenobi TV show. I'm no. sorry. I also really like that book. So, um, I'm I... adding it to the list. Of the sure. Book. Fine. I'm fine with it. Um, and, I, but I, this is the last of hearing about the Andor stuff. I mean, I'm still going to put, I, I have it on the list as under protest Andor. Just like, just like I have Kenobi. Then on if here. it's under protest, then put it where you'd like it. Oh no! I have Kenobi as under protest. I have Kenobi in parentheses under protest. I have somehow comma andor. Um, but yeah. So while I pull up the the schedule for the next few weeks, <clears throat> do you have a uh, a thing uh, a Star Wars related thing to address? Do you have a favorite Star Wars quote? Hmm, that is a good question. Um. That I, I, it can be like, I am your father. And, and you know what? It comes from the it comes from the movie we talked about today. Does it? Um, 
it's is it do you want to buy some death sticks <laughs> no it's not do you want that it, it, it's not do you want to buy some death sticks it's what the fuck does obi-wan say when um when they show you up can't he's remember like, you, it yeah it's when they go to rescue him and he's like uh, and, and they're like we're here to rescue you and he looks up at his hands and chains in the arena and he's like well it's a great rescue like no he I says think, well done oh okay like well yeah that. It's something like that. That is probably my favorite. Like you can't it, even quote it, but you, but it's your favorite. Yes. Quote. Yes. It might be your favorite scene. But or, you or, can't or, quote or, it, huh? Or bit. I All I don't right, know. Fine. <laughs> fine. If you if it, I I ignore your rules a lot too. So, That's true. um, mine is um i love you i know <laughs> i don't know that's not one that like it's like that's another one of those things it's a good moment but it's not like something that i would you know i love it i think it's funny and i do like i don't know it's a funny one i like it it's a good ad lib by uh by uh what's his name by uh Harrison Ford. And now it's on um now it's like on on t-shirts and it's all over the place and stuff. Yeah, I I don't I, I don't hate that. Um yeah, I guess I I don't know. And I and I was talking about quotes. We had different rules for this assignment. You decided That's on true. a bit. That's true. <laughs> um <laughs> So, in upcoming weeks, we have uh, Thrawn Treason next week, the third of the Thrawn books, um, which is the one about the Death Star. Okay. And uh, what and Chronic is in it. Uh, then the week after that, we have The Mandalorian Season 2. Then the week after... Did we do The Mandalorian Season 2? No, we didn't. We did Bad Batch Season 2. Then we have Mandalorian Season 2. Then we have the wrong thing. The Force Unleashed one and two for video games. How far out do you go? I have a schedule. I have, I have a schedule and why, on here. And why do you give so much? I just give up until the next time we're doing a, a what's it called? Uh, the same thing we did today. So like it rotates. It's movie, book, TV show, video game, and then it cycles no, back. No, I I'm asking like. Why do you give so much information? Because I just cycle it out to the next time we talk about a movie. Oh. So like today we talked about a movie, then next week we do a book. That was never that explained. So I just keep sitting here going, oh my God, he gives out so much information. How's no, anybody no, no. supposed to remember any of that? It, it's okay. just based on, so like we, I cycle it. So it's movie, that book, makes TV sense. show, video game, then we go back to movie. So I just give, so, so you today only we get, talked you about give a movie. Four. Right, so I give the next four. So it's like the next book sometimes we're gonna do. It feels like you give a lot more than four. Well, no, because sometimes I'll give what we're doing. Sometimes I give what I'm doing on the other podcast too. Oh. Um, so like the next book we're gonna do is Throne Treason. The next show we're gonna do is Season Two of The Mandalorian. The next video game we're gonna do is The Force Unleashed. The next movie is Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, our and I'm gonna see if I can get you on this. I think that Peter and I are gonna be recording the mid-year top five on um Je- on july 1st will you be joining us on july 1st for that the mid-year top five on yes. july 1st That's my Saturday. schedule changed 
Okay. A what? Text me. Don't don't say it on the thing. I now have Saturdays and Sundays off. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's we can... a normal thing. Yeah, that's what most I have people to. have. That I'm so really excited. I haven't Saturday... had them off real weekend days off in a very long time. It's exciting for me. Today was my first day on my new schedule, so. So Saturday the first is when we're gonna do the mid year top five. Where it's just top five things from the first six months of the year that we enjoyed. Uh... TV shows, movies, video games, books. I can't commit to anything. Let me know like the night before or the day of. I, I have I no wouldn't idea. Expect any differently. I can't commit to anything. I'm considering sorry. up until about fifteen minutes before we started recording. I was like, is she going to be able to make it today? It's always a toss-up, to be honest. Yeah, so either I way, just... we're going to be doing that. You can join if you want. You've seen what happens. People people, have problems at work, and then I just have to suck it up and go right then and there. Yeah. So. All right, so we'll wrap up there for today, partially because my laptop's dying, but we'll be back with our next episode next week. So until then, have a great rest of your week. Thanks, you too. If you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our other shows. We have Beware of Spoilers, where we talk about new release movies. We have 30-Minute Reviews, where we talk about older stuff and current events in the entertainment industry. And we have Exploring Hyperspace Lanes, where every week Josie and I get together to talk about random stuff in our lives. And also, we rank and review everything Star Wars. Old stuff, new stuff, all of it. And you can find all of these shows on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Or, to get it simply, you just go to BewareOfSpoilers.com, or ExploringHyperspaceLanes.com, or 30MinuteReviews.com, and it'll redirect you right to the Spotify page. Uh, Thank you, and uh, thank you for enjoying our content.